Yeah, Jesus. Here you just, are. Just That's keep, better. just keep the focus at zero. Don't, 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 don't move that lens, whatever it does. Jesus. Are you doing that Whoa. in like your camera app or? Yeah. Well, it's yeah. it's the. I have the app, and the app summons the settings from the camera right. that the camera would usually use. So it's kind of like a, and then I do it. Okay. It's okay. it's all a fucking thing. Oh, okay. I'm just talking and yelling. Okay, <laughs> but we could start recording. Yes. Five. Four. Three. Two. And one. Hello world, is a song that we're singing. Come on, get happy. Ladies and gentlemen, mesdames, messieurs, bienvenue, welcome to the happy hour. Welcome back, listeners. And viewers. Uh, and viewers, thank you. Thanks for stopping by again. For those that have not yet, like the video and subscribe to the channel. It helps the numbers. And boy, howdy, have we been all about numbers this past week. In Habsville. My name is David Auger. I'm at MetalDave02 on Twitter.com. Thank you, Veronica. And I'm joined, as always, by Veronica. Yeah, I'm at C-H-I-L-E underscore Pepper on Twitter. Oh, my God. And we're the happy hour at happy hour on Twitter.com. Beth, again, cannot join us for all the reasons that we've, you know, had, uh, you know, issues with in the past with scheduling. That may be fixed soon though so so hold on tight beth will return and she'll return with a vengeance because there's gonna be all sorts of stuff for her to catch up on oh my god oh 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 my god oh my god so veronica happy birthday number one thank you you know it's um it's 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 not every day that you get to enjoy your 18th birthday but we we, it is every year. It is every year, and we are so happy for it. So happy birthday to Veronica. Happy birthday to Veronica. Happy birthday to Veronica. <gasps> happy birthday to Veronica. Thank you. So welcome. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. And uh, the Habs did you a solid yesterday, by the way. They sure did. As they, uh, well, as the Leafs came to town and the Habs said, you can't roll into here and tell us, you know, what's one and what's two. We know that. (laughs) And they told them. Habs win. Habs win. Four to two against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Leaves. Leaves. Um, (laughs) it's, uh, I've had my reservations on this particular Habs team because it's a good thing we don't record on Friday nights because last week was a disaster. (laughs) Good thing we record the day after a rather convincing win to be like, oh, maybe the Habs are good again. I'm not falling for it, though, but I'm going to enjoy the high that we get off of this. Thomas Tatar is playing like a man possessed. Two goals, one of them an empty netter, but, uh... He opened the scoring off of a massive assist from Alex Galchenyuk, who actually is not a hab. (laughs) Who is not a hab. But, uh, yeah, they did that. Uh, Jack Campbell, uh, goalie for the Maple Leafs, breaks Carey Price's record of uh, his first uh, 10 or 11 11 now uh, career starts being an NHL record. Price is being 10 that he set back in, you know, the golden days. Um... 
That sucks. Don't like that, but I'm also glad that the Habs broke it. Yes. Ha! Yes. So there, freaking guy. Um, so too bad, so sad for him. Uh, let's see who else got goals in that game last night. It's crazy because I just watched it. Ah, a power play goal. Yes. Oh wow! So now the Habs are two and twenty-two so far since coming back from uh, uh the the break. That's going to be a thing that I like to talk about because the power play is my favorite topic when it comes to the Habs. Uh, so we got Tatar scoring, Suzuki scoring, both in the first period. First period ends up to nothing. Great. Second period starts. Freaking the Maple Leafs come back. And I'm not completely devastated by either goal. Uh, granted, one of Suzuki or Kulak completely forgot that Austin Matthews was a player blew their coverage on him and he gets a he gets a nice uh, 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 redirect in granted it was a redirect that's a very high skill play but he still got it and if somebody you know breathed on him he might have missed it alas no players were in breathing distance so that happened 2-1 uh i forget that what happened with matthews, the next goal right, it, right? yeah it was matthews the first one, yeah. Uh, second goal came at the hands of John Tavares, who uh, did not meet with Montreal three years ago. We still talk about it, though. And uh, yeah, yeah. And that came off of a crazy scramble in front of Allen. Now, in watching the play, uh, leading up to that was a faceoff that was won by the Habs. They promptly lose the puck in their zone, and it's chaos after the fact. It was better yesterday, but the zone coverage is bad for those reasons. They gotta get the puck out, for God's sake. Yeah. Get it out of there. Help Allen out. However, nothing to worry about. Josh Anderson just, you know, gallops into the uh, Leafs <laughs> zone uh, at the tail end, I think, of the second period. Shoots it, beats uh, Campbell glove side like it was, you know, made to happen. And the Habs take a 3-2. Uh, not long after Tavares tied. Not super long. No, no, no. But uh, yeah, so the Habs and Leafs trade goals in the second period. More for the Leafs. Uh, going to the third period, up 3-2, and the Habs just uh, stopped him. Uh, and that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Empty netter by Tatar. Like, as soon as Jake Campbell, uh, or Jack, Jake? Jake. Missed, as soon as Mr. Campbell left. Oh, oh, oh uh, I don't know. Campbell, the goalie, I thought you meant Jake Allen. No, 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 no. Campbell, the, um, yeah, the Leaves goalie, yeah, who apparently was drafted in 2010. I was like, what the hell? Guy's playing out of his mind. Objectively, very good. Yeah. Too bad he's a Leaf. Um, as soon as he leaves the net, though, the Habs got possession, and it was yeah. just Tatar uh, netted it. Um, and that's the end of the game. Ah, we got two more points on the season, and that's awesome. And I'm going to stop before I get into things that I don't like that's been happening. Well, I didn't, um, I, I deliberately didn't watch the game yesterday. One, because I wanted to enjoy my birthday. And mm -hmm. two, because um, I wasn't anxious about the game. I had, the, I had certainty that the Habs were going to win. Um, I, it, it, and there's a lot to say because we haven't talked about Saturday's game yet. But there's a lot to say about the jump that they had to begin that game. I um, listened to the entire game, the TSN 690 podcast or broadcast or whatever. 
on podcast on the drive back. So mm. I was listening to it and, you know, the picture that you paint is exactly what I was listening to. But um, like Dan and Sergio in the third period were just like, you know, um, so impressed because like this is this is a Montreal Canadiens team that had a demoralizing loss on Saturday night are playing without Carey Price, are playing without Brendan Gallagher, are playing without Ben Sherratt, are playing without UL Armia. The Leafs brought their A-team. So this was an important win. Oh, also, very important to mention, too, about their A-team. Um, oh, crap. I got I to gotta look up something really and quick. I, I have it right here. Yes, yes, and I'm going to find it. I almost got it. I got it. I got it. Nick Robertson had no points yesterday. Who is he? He's that guy that all the fucking idiots compared to Cole Caulfield. Oh, my God. He's that Leafs rookie that's like, Robertson's better than Caulfield. Never heard of him. Here's the Cole Caulfield. Never heard of the guy. Never heard of him. Don't care. Also, Leafs Nation? Suck it. Quiet. Oh, sorry. So quiet. Why were you littering my mentions last night? Why, Why so quiet? Couldn't makes you nicer fan base. Um, makes you wonder. Makes you wonder. Makes you wonder. Makes, makes you wonder. You wonder. <laughs> oh. um, so yeah, I wish I could have seen that. Oh, Alex Romanoff. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's right. Um, so happy hour, listeners. Um, there was there was a chance that I was going to record an episode by myself. And in doing that, I had a script all planned out until Veronica said that she can record. So my script was that I was going to copy as much as possible the uh, 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 the editing that Steve Dangle does, but do it on a Habs game from a Habs perspective. And I had a whole thing for for Alex, uh, for Romanov's uh, uh, entanglement, entanglement with a with a shit stash there. <laughs> Essentially like, hey, 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 Austin, Austin, I must ask you a question. <laughs> and then, you know, he's just, he's just bullying the guy on the boards. And bullying is okay when it's uh, Austin Matthews. So, And he's, he's not a small guy. Like, no. I saw that hit, like, and he just manhandled him too. Like, no. he didn't stop at just the hit. Yeah, both of those guys are, are, are big fellas. And, uh, yeah. Romanov, uh, Romanov uh, greased him right up against the boards. But no, the thing is, though, Romanov had a great game uh, last night. Everybody doesn't mention this hit that he laid on Marner like he was a redheaded stepchild. Sorry oh for stepchildren that are redheads. Yes, and redheaded people in general. And redheaded people in general. They, you, they take a lot of... You, you soulless, soulless, amazing people. Oh my god! Just no soul, like South Park. It's just they're correct, but it's bad. But I think it's kind of funny. You can come at me, all you yeah. redheaded people. I lived in a small commune, uh, sort of, kind of, in upstate New York called Durham, full of redheaded folks because you know they're typically Irish of ancestry. And Durham was a very Irish town. I mean, they had a, a bar called the Shamrock House. Wow, you don't get more Irish than that. Don't Maybe get more Irish than that. House. True. It might be more, but as Irish. 
I was, about, clover. I was about to say, like, I was about to say, yeah, we don't have a place called the Green Clover, and I had to double check myself, like, wait a second, that sounds <laughs> super familiar to another place. Uh, just, anyways, that's a whole chapter of my life that we can just skip right now. Red-headed children, Marner, <laughs> they hit on Marner. What happened? Romanov just fucking blasted him. Open hey. ice hit. I mean, and it was legal too. Just nobody talks about that one. But Romanov, he was he was all over the place. He was great. Seven hits. The thing about being great is that the these are the pairings we ought to have all the time. Weber with Kulak. However long that lasts, I don't think that's that's the match made in heaven. But you got to keep that. Petrie and Edmondson. You got to keep that. Yeah. Because Petrie is huh, last Gosh. week. Petrie looked like he was in the twilight zone. He had no idea what was going on at any point in time whatsoever. And it was just crazy. It was nuts. Oh, my God. The, the Oh, oh no. It was so bad, especially on Saturday. But even the games oh beforehand were just so objectively terrible. I did see the Saturday game. Oh, my God. I made myself watch until the end. Oh, my God. I stopped after the second period. I was like, yeah. I, could, I can't. I cannot. So, anyway, so that sucks. Um, but whatever it is, Petrie Amundsen, that centered him again, and there it is. And then we had uh, uh, Romanov and uh, Willette. And I didn't hear Willette's name at all last night. Uh, I'm trying to think who had the uh, goals against with that stuff. Oh, yeah, it was... Kulak were on for the first one, I think. Yeah, and then Romanov uh, had a minus as well. So there it is. But Edmondson gets out of there with a plus one, as is foretold in the <laughs> is scriptures. Is he still leading the NHL? Is he still leading the M NHL? Let's see. Let's, uh, let's uh, have ourselves a gonder at what he's doing here. Uh, he's a plus 29. And Holy crap. Yeah, he's, uh, he's plus 54 in his career. Which is awesome. Where, 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 where is in his that? His career, and he's yeah. a plus twenty nine right now. Yeah. So over the entirety of his career, he has doubled it with yeah. the Habs. <laughs> Jesus. Um, I'm looking it up, and I'll find it in just a second. Oh wait, wait. Did I just get a good stat? Ah, Connor McDavid has sixty nine points on the season. Good Ooh, job, nice. buddy. That's fine. We can. Uh, I'll give him that. That's a. That's a good one. That's Only really one good. of them is against the Habs. Joel Edmondson leads the NHL still in plus minus, and he is four ahead of uh, Nate McKinnon. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for Colorado. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, the next uh, the next plus minus guy for the Habs is is sitting tied for eighth place. Looks like. It, there's a lot of ties until it gets to him, but it's Philip right. Deneau, actually, with a <gasps> plus 20. Who has been playing like a prince. Who has been playing like a prince, finally. And it's exactly what we need from Philip Deneau. If he wants a contract, you sign that guy. Uh, on the tay all over them. That's right, Philip. signing him. That's right, Philip. Uh, on Philip Deneau. On Philip Deneau. I last night I posted a quote from the post game, uh, one of the post game comments from Jake Allen regarding Philippe Dano and how he plays against top guys and he um, against Marner Matthews, against McDavid, McDavid Dreisaitl, etc. How valuable he is. 
The fellow that you just mentioned, Nate McKinnon, has made a point of saying who's the hardest to play against in the NHL is Philippe Dano. That's the name that came up. He, then, uh, yeah, he may be our Guy Carboneau. Yeah, uh, Guy exactly. Carboneau. Yeah, Guy Carboneau. Exactly. So if he doesn't, he, you know, and he go, he scored a goal. Um, when was it? Thursday night. Wasn't Saturday night because. Yeah, it wasn't Saturday night because we got shut out. <laughs> <laughs> but so Momesso a few weeks ago, because I've just been, I have such a belief and, you know, belief in Philippe Dano that, you know, people were mad about the contract rumors. People were mad about, you know, he hadn't been producing offensively. And when he started picking up and being Philippe Dano again, Momesso made the point of all of that stuff, all of that contract stuff and everything that weighs it does mess with your head as a player it, it, you don't you can't avoid thinking about it and you know these things they can affect your productivity people are human so anyway suck it dano haters um enjoy yeah. the ride and yeah this, I'm, I'm just so pleased for him that he he fought his way out of whatever he had to fight his way out of took a while but if it's happening now Fine, because we need it to, because as has been said, this schedule continues to be a grueling test for the Habs. Um, So some things I wanted to mention. Yesterday, Mamesa was on the radio yesterday? No, he was on TV. Yeah, he was on TV. I thought you said uh, Dan and Mamesa for yesterday. I I just out of habit. It was was Dan Robertson and J.P. O'Connor. Whoa, J.P. O'Connor. I love him cool he's such, he's such a he's he's like a he's like a ivy league grad yeah and decided to do radio pro, he played pro sport he played pro hockey mm-hmm. but he, and he was coached once and he was coached by uh a knuckles nylon oh my god whatever that team you can google it i i don't i can't remember what it was but um i've always enjoyed his analysis he's so measured and cool and unbiased Mm-hmm. like i i love hearing his analysis and and he's a really good color commentator awesome that's great yeah. it was a, su- a lot of games with um sean campbell for the rocket Ooh, that's really cool and the rocket man yes. oh man they are still killing it we'll talk about the rocket a little yes. bit i mean there's not much to say aside from they're good or just gonna and leave Cole it at Caulfield's that first three ga- first yeah two games yeah, I think he has, what is it, four points in two games now? So he's a two-point-per-game player at the moment? Jesus. But we'll, three goals. Yeah. Three yeah. Goals. Yeah. And we'll talk about that. Um, what was the okay. other thing that you were mentioning that I... Okay, well, Massel yesterday. Uh, Jake Allen, accolades. Yes. So... None of this is Jake Allen's fault. Last week was not Jake Allen's fault. Oh no! Zero percent Jake Saturday Allen's fault. Night was not Jake Allen's fault. I felt so bad on that first goal for Jake Allen. Just absolutely, it was just madness, madness. Oh my god! Anyway, it was, and it like the first period of that game <clears throat> was. There was at one point they went six minutes without a whistle, mm-hmm. and I was captivated because I was, I was really entertained. Um, what I saw was both teams, two teams that were really focused and the Habs, you know, I I thought that they played a great first period. 
And then that first goal off a big rebound, not a big rebound, um, didn't Jake Allen poke check that puck? Oh, yeah, it was something, I but think. He's making huge, beautiful saves. Mm-hmm. He's been having mm-hmm. such a good game. Mm-hmm. Oh, then- my God. They just, they got, they got slammed in every aspect of that game. Just horrendous. But on that goal, and yet, the game was over. And yet, Edmondson was only a minus one. How does he do it? How does he do it? <laughs> How does he do it? How does he do it? Oh. Um, yeah, the, and the game was lost at that point. It was lost. It was, yeah, such, for, it was such a devastating goal after the, all the, of that. The first period ended nothing, nothing. And it's like, okay, they're filling each other out. It was that second period that was like, something's wrong. And, you know, then everything, you know, went to shit essentially yeah what can you do but yeah i was uh my uh my patience was tested mightily last week uh because one of the things that that that's emerging from this it's not fair to to do this but it it's it, it, we're, we're talking about a professional sports team that's ran but ran and played by a bunch of millionaires that are trying to be successful and everything last week didn't point to a whole lot of that. Um, the record that Claude Julien had before he was fired is almost identical to the record that Ducharme has now. And it's an unfair comparison, but it's still a thing. And you have to wonder what's happening. Is it Ducharme's fault? No. It's COVID's fault, 110%. Because as you say, Veronica, these players are human and off the ice. What can they do? They can't do nothing. Yeah. yeah. So. So. And that's something I wanted to mention because it's yeah, just. Yeah, there's just it's, all kinds of adjustments that are going to need to be made with the absence of Gallagher. On the fly. On the fly. On the fly. But. And oh, hey, happy hour, you know, you bomb drop. I had said one of Lekkonen or Byron for the top line. Byron's on the top line right now. Bang. Bang. And he, it it sounded to my ear like he had himself a hell of a game last night. He was very good. He would have had, I think he had two really good chances and just, and just freaking Campbell was out of his mind. I mean, Campbell's very good. He, he kept the Leafs in it because the Habs had some great chances uh, at times, like on one, like on breakaways, especially or giveaways there. Oh my God. I thought that there were like three goals I thought were for sure Habs goals. And Allen, I mean, um, Campbell was just Campbell. very good. He stoned Suzuki one time. Yeah. Uh, Byron, yeah. I think Byron had like two breakaways and he got him. But yeah. there it was. It would have been better if it was a bigger score. But that's okay. <laughs> it would have been better, but it's two points is two points. Two points is zero. two points. Yes, and it's oh, math and another wise. point that I wanted to make, David. What do you want to say? Well, because I can't remember <laughs> if I said it on the on the podcast or if I said it in DMs or something like that. Mm-hmm. But um, Dan Robertson made the same point that I tried to make in the group chat a few a few weeks ago, and that that is all of the loser points that the Habs have put up this year. Are going to make a difference because like it, it, um, Dan said 
I don't know, they've had like the fewest regulation losses of, of those who are in the division. And that's where those loser yes. points. Well, right? now it's the leaves. Oh, okay. But it's like 11 to 12. Habs yeah. have 12 losses, leaves yeah. have 11. Right. And, but we have, Habs have game, games in hand. Right. So when it comes to that, the Habs are so solidly in this fourth position uh, for the playoffs, you know, in the, in the division. Uh, they are seven points out of Edmonton, which is in third. And Calgary. Three games in hand. Yeah, with, with three games in hand. And right. uh, let's see here. Uh, three and eight points ahead of Calgary. <laughs> and again, with two games in hand on Calgary. Now, and with that being said. playing this week. Exactly. So what's really, really important, like, I don't care if the Habs lose every other game. They have to win against Calgary and Edmonton. Have to, have to, have to. That's, um, that helps with the playoff uh, statistics. That helps with all of that stuff. Um, wins against Edmonton means gaining on Edmonton. Because, hey, if the Habs can squeak into that third position yeah. and end up playing, uh, ugh, the Jets. Yeah. <laughs> ah, it sucks. Either way, I like between Toronto and the Jets, I'm kind of not sure who I would want the Habs to go up against in the first round. Honestly, okay. it'd be the it'd be the Jets. I'd rather it be the Jets, honestly. And let me just let me yeah, yeah. Let me take a look at my uh, spreadsheet. And okay. I'll just I'll justify it with my uh prowess. Justify. Um, they both do terribly against both teams. Who both do? The Habs. <laughs> the Habs only have two wins against the Jets and only two wins against the Leafs. <laughs> What's their <laughs> oh What's their God. record against the Leafs again? Two, three, and one. Two, three, and one. Mm -hmm. So they have a losing record. It's like two and four, you know. Um, yeah. If the Habs win three more games against the Leaves, they would, um, well, they would have to win every game against the Leaves to like clinch the the regular season. Uh, against the Jets, they've already lost the regular season matchup, uh, so they only have one more game against the Jets. If they win it, yeah. great. But if they don't, well, what can you do? When you live in the zoo. Mm hmm. Um. I, was, uh, I forget what I was going to say. Oh, um, congratulations, everybody. Congrats, everybody. Arturi Lekkonen, Friedman was wrong again. Oh, yeah, that's Arturi right. Arturi Lekkonen is still a hab. Arturi Lekkonen is still a hab because you want to know what happened yesterday? <laughs> it was the trade deadline. And, um... Uh, yeah, the I have to say everything because I deliberately did not look at Twitter or any of the any of the bullshit. Okay, well, there's a there's a big thing to talk about for drama reasons, but it wasn't even technically a trade deadline move, you know. So the two trade deadline things that did happen for the Habs is that the Habs number one acquired defenseman Eric Gustafson from Philadelphia. For a 2022 seventh round pick. Um, so when the Habs picked up Gustafson, it made me think. I'm like, how many Gustafsons do we have yeah. in the Habs organization? Well, 
me being my big smooth American brain, I didn't realize that we don't have that many Gustafsons. What we do have is a Gustav Olofsson. Oh, right. Gustafsson, Gustav Olofsson. It's like, mm, yeah. okay, so I... So, uh, but there, I thought we did have, honestly, to, honest to goodness, I thought we had another Gustafson that we might have so traded away. And I was looking at our depth chart, and I'm like, where the heck is this guy? I, I don't know where the hell he is. Either way. <laughs> um, of course, he's a Swedish uh, native. Um, Gustafson has played 245 career games in the NHL with the Blackhawks, Flames, and the Flyers uh, since uh, joining in 2015. Uh, guy's six foot, six feet tall, 197 pounds, big boy. And uh, he's guy's a bit of a point scorer, 129 points over 29 goals and 100 assists, 36 power play points, and all that good stuff. So that's the the depth guy that the Habs have. I don't know if he'll be like a Laval Rocket type, or if he'd be like the seventh defenseman. Because Isn't he an NHLer? yeah, he is an NHLer, but we have so many people. Right. So many people. Who, do you, who Whose place would he take? Because the other thing is that the defenseman that will probably be in the lineup soon, uh, once quarantine's over for the guy, is John Merrill. Now, John Merrill was acquired from Detroit in exchange for Hayden Verbeek, one of the uh, Rocket players, and a fifth-round pick in 2021. So this year. Merrill is 29. He's from... Oklahoma City, which is in Oklahoma. Oklahoma, where the wind wind comes streaming down the plains. I had to. Yeah, I have to, too, every time (laughs) I hear it. Uh, Merrill has played 392 games in the NHL with the Devils, the Golden Knights, and the Red Wings. Uh, Tatar knows Merrill, and Tatar likes Merrill. Now, the most important thing about Merrill is his mullet. Oh, my God. God, that flow that man has. He kind of looks like, oh, shoot. What's that uh, Laval rocket player that also sports a uh, Pizzetta? He's he's kind of <laughs> like Pizzetta, but a defenseman. Cool. Um, aside from that, I don't have a I was listening to his whole lot notes. when he was asked about his mullet. Mm. Oh, yes. And, yeah. <laughs> he said, what did he say? He said, it's kind of great. Because you can just kind of fix up the front and let whatever is going yeah. on in the back. I think but he like, said yeah. it's a it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. I'm like, okay, buddy, like, okay. Who, who in this day and age has a mullet? So I kind of love it. John Merrill and uh, freaking Pazetta. Pazetta. You gotta and look the, up. You gotta look up Pazetta in a. Uh, oh, who's that? Yeah, I'll look him up. The the guy the guy that gross mm. guy from that tiger show that tiger series right right yes that is a i will never financially recover from this <laughs> i never watched that uh tiger whatever show no i don't even know the name of it don't want to know it yeah yeah uh merrill was a uh, second round pick by the devils back in 2010 38th overall Ooh, i wonder who else was in that draft. Uh, and another guy who produces quite nicely mm-hmm 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 He's another, um, he's a bit of a stay-at-home guy, but, you know, that's what, that's what we kind of need, I suppose. Yeah. Oh, that was the Taylor Hall draft. Oh, yeah. Who what is now? To, what happened to him? Did anything happen to him? He's a Bruin now. He's a Bruin. He's literally on the Bruins. And, uh, Mantha is now a, uh, yes. capital. Scored yes. on his first game, don't you know? Good. Good. 
So who got picked ahead of Mr. Merrill? Justin Falk, right before him. Evgeny Kuznetsov, Vladimir Tarasenko, Cam Fowler, Jeff Skinner, Ryan Johnson, and Tyler Sagan all picked before Mr. Merrill in 2010. I'm just curious about the draft back then. Yeah. Cool. So there's that. Now, the the move that 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 lit up has Twitter is fucking Victor Mete put on waivers claimed by Ottawa. I I, I do you, not care about him that much. Huh? When I found out there was like a civil war in Habs Nation over yeah. Victor Mete, I was like, Victor Mete? Yeah, of all the freaking guys. He's so uncontroversial. Yeah. What Wait. the hell? I mean, I, I loved I loved the 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 player. Um we all loved his quirky sort of charming sense of humor. He's such a you know, and friends with KK and all of that stuff, but like God bless you, Victor Mate. Like <laughs> what did you do with your opportunity this season? Like I mean, you're he, he's 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 a great skater. Um, people love his stats, but yeah. what did and he produce? That's so, the problem. He has great problem? he has great advanced stats. So super. Yeah. I mean if he can he, if he gets a zone entry, what the fuck happens to the play after he yeah. gets into the zone? It dies. Nothing yeah. happens with that guy. Yeah. Can't he can't defend in front of the net? No. There were there were instances. Easy instances last week, and you tell me that the Matei Romanov pairing was great, and that they only had one bad game. It was more like a bunch of mediocre games, one good game, and then a terrible game on Friday, I think, or something like that, or whatever game it was last game. week. Oh, they were so oh my god, they're all just blurring into each other. Oh Jesus Christ! I just I don't I don't care. I, I don't, don't care. care. I do not care. Now, if the Ottawa Senators can take Vector Mete and flip him for like a second round pick, hey, good job, advanced analysts. You guys won. Either that or he's going to be in the fucking KHL in two years. Who knows? I have no yeah. idea. Guy makes league minimum, scores once in a fucking thimble winter. You know, that doesn't happen that often. Yeah. Just, oh my God. That was like, fun though that night. Yeah, it was fun. Thank God. Yeah, that was that was very fun. The guys are more. I mean, the guy should be a winger. Oh, you want him to get zone entries? Great. Put him on the wing. He's so fast. Yeah, he is so fast. Great skater. I think a little bit too much made of the whole thing. This whole Church of Mete thing, they might as well just be called Subanistas. That's it. That's all they are. Subanistas are really bad, though. They're they're worse than like. Like, um, what are they called? Taylor Swifties and, um, who, <laughs> anyway, they're worse than Swifties. Like, I don't know, man. Are the Mete, is the Mete church as bad? They're just, Taylor Swift fans, Swifties they are, they are, are, they are blind in their devotion to Victor Mete. Of all the people to blindly follow, know, like Victor, Victor Mete? Like, hmm. Okay. I guess. <laughs> thanks, thanks for your service, Victor Mete, and and good luck, good luck in your career. I yeah, seriously. Wish him nothing but the best. Good but luck, but your fans are fucking idiots. Yeah. Done. 
just there's no there's no there's no if ands or buts about that that's just absolutely fucking ridiculous claiming that the guy didn't wasn't given a shot what are you yeah. kidding me hmm. he would be he awesome on the rocket partner for a season he was on weber's partner for a season he was given opportunities at every moment yeah. i blame covid if COVID didn't happen, Victor Mate may still very well be a hab. Yeah. But everything, yeah. There's um, a lot of so, stuff with this season that makes me angry. I think that wasn't wasn't part of their rancor based on um his being benched for an entire period. Oh, I don't know. I'm not entirely sure. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. I didn't it's look that much, far into it. And I'm it. glad that he's gone so that we can move on. Yeah, I said the same thing about Suban. <laughs> I swear oh to God, God, if I hear about fucking Victor Mate in For twenty fucking five years, yeah, yeah, if in twenty twenty five we're talking about the Victor Mate waiver drop, <laughs> Jesus Christ, he was on waivers, and I and I thought for some reason I thought that he was on waivers before and he cleared. I thought like at the very beginning like, of the maybe season. Last season. I don't know. I don't know. I do not know. It's but just Victor Mate. It's just I Victor Mate. That's all it is. It's all it is. It's Victor Mate. We're not talking about anyone but a fringe defenseman that can skate really and well. Not to cast any aspersions, but... No! Wish him all the best. Yeah. But I'm not going to build a fucking statue out of the guy. <laughs> Anyways, I'm good luck in... Good luck in Ottawa. The Senators are undefeated with Mete in their roster. Wow. So good for That's them. It. Good for them. Yeah. Good for them. Speaking of Subanistas. Hey. I was thinking about them today. Ooh. With uh, Elliot Friedman's new rumor that he decided to put out there over a contract that didn't get signed, doesn't exist. And isn't news, but he this, decided to put out there anyway. This is the new tragedy that unfolded aujourd'hui. Wait. And so Friedman put out there that Tony D'Angelo, that disgusting mega former New York Ranger, um, that got fired from the Rangers because I guess things came to a head. And he punched one of his teammates, or what? And then one of his teammates punched him, or something like that. The but this disgusting guy. The details on him being a ranger are still weird. I don't know all the numbers. I believe he's still under yeah. contract. The Rangers want to terminate it, apparently. Yes. Um, and then the rumor that we have now. Yeah. So Friedman put out there for reasons that are only for you know clicks that um, the Montreal Canadiens were interested in Tony D'Angelo, um, had even negotiated or, you know, I guess you don't negotiate terms on a contract that doesn't ultimately get signed. But um, they had presented terms, according to Friedman, and all of this process it ended in ultimately Tony D'Angelo saying nothing. So he's still a ranger, and anyway, so the whole argument around this that lit up Habs fans is 
let's dispense now. Like, because they just believe it hook, line, and sinker. They don't question it. They believe this happened. So um, it, the argument around this is that ev everybody who said that Everybody who said that Bergerang only likes character can stop with that argument now. And for me, first of all, I'm not sure when, as Ashley was saying in DMs, when was the last time Bergerang even used the word character? But second of all, if this is true, just like, <laughs> it's hard for me to believe it hook, line, and sinker for this reason. Look at everybody who's on the team right now. Who is of questionable character? Yes, Bergevin likes character. He likes character, he likes talent, he likes all of that stuff. He's building a culture, there's all these elements that go into it. But who is of questionable character on that team? You can't say that. Because the ones who always argue about Bergevin, Bergevin and his character preference are all the ones that are piss still pissed off that Subban isn't a hab anymore. So I reject the entire premise outright based on that, because that is always the angle for these fans. But it's just, it is really hard to believe that a guy did this. Did, I mean, we have a couple of megas, megas in Laval, but this guy is like a hard core out there. It's, there's evidence. He's a Q shit bag. Yeah. He, he's, he's, like a a he's a complete family. nutcase. Yes. Yeah, so it's just really hard for me to believe that anybody would want that guy on their team. And including Bergevin in that group of players. It's it's so hard to believe. But I mean, Friedman can throw it out there. And just the way they always throw out stuff that can't be proven. That's why I hate rumors and like all of these clickbait things of things going on because it doesn't matter until it's signed and announced. Friedman also said Gallagher wanted to leave Montreal before he signed his contract. Friedman throws all kinds of shit out there that he doesn't have to prove. I wonder who Friedman is talking to in Montreal. Yeah, who's talking to when Friedman? When that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Now, what I want like to know... The whole reason for reporting something that didn't end up happening is to create this immediately they're trying to create the media cycle right they've got to get clicks they've got to get people involved they've got to get people talking about it and so and and because tony d'angelo obviously is such a disgusting character i wonder what other contracts were negotiated that didn't get signed that friedman isn't talking about and like tony d'angelo would say no to a contract at yeah, this exactly. point yeah i have a feeling i could be wrong because i'm not a pro athlete millionaire yeah. But if I'm not getting paid like next year, yeah. Might be an issue. Mm -hmm. Um it's so strange with Freeman. Is Freeman wrong 100% of the time? No. It's also not right 100% of the time. There's a lot of subjectiveness to either or in that regard. Uh would Berzavan make it go at Tony D'Angelo? I agree with you. I wouldn't want to bring that guy in. Seems like a handful. Like, I don't want Weber to have to, you know, pile drive him into the ice for being yep. a shitbag about something, you know? Because yep. um, he is a shitbag. He is. He's, He's a, just irredeemable. 100% irredeemable is the nicest way to put it. Mm -hmm. I had a 
a phrase that I had in my mind that I don't need to use anymore. <laughs> thanks to you. Um, yeah, what to do? Yeah, just Friedman, feel free to report on all the other contracts that didn't get signed. Yeah, and all or the are other. You just reporting on this one because yeah. Montreal is such easy bait. Yeah, of all the of all the things to mention about, because what people say is that okay, well, you look at uh, 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 Domi, you look at uh, 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 Shaw, you know, those two aren't you know angels at all. But we have to also take and into cousins. and cousins as well, one hundred percent and cousins. So something that 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 has to be mentioned and. This was actually mentioned by Joachim on uh, Hab's Twitter at uh, Vayrox, V-E-Y-R-O-K-X. And he mentioned something very, very heady that I enjoyed. I'm going to look yeah, around I for love this. The, I love his... Um, no, he has a good head. It's not, I'm going to do this verbatim, actually. It's not really... It's not. It's really not worth it to get to the bat for one single man who probably won't be the GM at the end of the season or the one after. Whatever. Uh, this story won't... Stop me from cheering for this team because I like to believe there are many good people in the organization who deserves a cup. That can be said across all spectrums. At the same time, he says, uh, the less you know about your heroes, the better you're off. True. You love a team. Not everybody on that team is a saint. Who knows how many D'Angelo's are in the league right now? Probably a lot. It's hockey. Uh, But are less vocal about their belief, he goes on to say. At least they don't punch their teammates. Speculative because of reasons. Uh, personally, I'll just accept that it's the that's a possibility that MB wanted to sign him. Bergevin wanted to sign him. Uh, am I disappointed? Yes. Will it ruin the love that I have for the many players signed and drafted by MB? No. Every GMs are temporary anyway. All right, I gotcha. I don't know why I feel so inclined to speak about it. It fascinates me to see so to see so. <laughs> It fascinates me so much to see all the reactions about it. I remember the rumors about Voinov. Remember that fucking disaster? Rumor? I remember the rumors about Voinov, and even that did not blow up as much. Mm -hmm. Good point. Yeah, Joachim's a a good head. I like him a lot. Yeah, he is. He is. I mean, oh, and he goes on to say, "Sorry, D'Angelo did get didn't punch a teammate. He got punched by one." Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't like that, but then I did. Okay, there. So, and another no. another thing that D'Angelo a good follow that guy is a COVID denier. Oh my god! Such a just. Ugh. Oh, you want to know what happened to me? Ah, something what crazy happened? happened after. So finally. After I got my second Pfizer shot, you know, I got my second Pfizer shot. Like now it's been, it's been one, two, two, three, three. three. It's been like three weeks since I got my Pfizer shot. And now my phone has 5G. What? Yeah, I know. Right. Following you around. (laughs) Actually, I got, I got an email from AT&T saying, Hey, you have 5G in your area now. And I was like, sweet. And I was like, wait a second. I know why this happened. Uh, honestly, I feel great. Thank you. Now I got 5G, even though I'm on Wi-Fi all the time. Listen, <laughs> we don't get 5G here in the sticks of Albany <laughs> for whatever reason. I was surprised. I remember when I when I got the phone, the forget the 12 Pro. You know, I got the phone. I was like, oh great, now I can use the 5G that I don't get in Albany. <laughs> God damn it! But there we are. Um. Is that what 5G means? That you're on Wi-Fi all the time? Oh, no, no, no. Just 5G oh. is just, it's a faster, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. when you're off Wi-Fi. 
Right. I don't know all the details of it when it comes to air networking. I yeah. don't get it, but it's um it's awesome apparently. Yeah. I'm almost always at home, but mm. so I'm always on Wi-Fi, but anyway. <laughs> Luckily, lucky enough to be working from home. Yes. Luckily. Yeah. Um and that is um I think that's like all of the news except for the NCAA championship, what which has concluded by now. I had to have, right? I'm just, I'm checking to see. Um, I don't remember who the hell won. <laughs> oh my God. Nah, uh, uh, who, who the hell got it? Who the hell got it? Because I got to see if it was Beyondy or not. Beyonce? Yeah. No, no, Beyondy, one Beyonce. of our um, prospects. Blake, 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 Blake. Oh, you're see. talking about hockey. Yeah, we're talking about hockey. The NCAA there a hockey tournament. Well, yeah, but whatever. March Madness isn't that NCAA? Yeah, NCAA. Oh, okay. Who the hell does Beyondy play for? How come he's on this <laughs> roster? Ah, <laughs> uh, Jesus. I had it. I had a tab open. I'm like, oh yeah, I should talk about this. I don't know where he plays. So what do you think about what Cole Caulfield is Cole Caulfield going to get a call up? Yes, he will. Um, so. Not immediately no. because what happened was that we had the Laval games. We had his Laval debut last week and then to have the big club just went just cratered, you know, yeah. of note, something we didn't mention. They had a players meeting. Yes, that's right. The, the fabled players meeting. And uh, apparently that 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 got their asses in gear for the game against the Leafs yesterday. Good. Now they have to put another win together, or at least a excuse me, or at least a convincing play, uh, or else. Uh. Just keep it together till Gallagher gets back. Yeah, Gallagher <clears throat> and Sherrod. Price is be on the ice tomorrow. And Price is coming back. That's right. And well, or Mia may be back tomorrow as well. That'd be something having another yeah. winger to to mess around yeah. with. Um, Another strong body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Cole Caulfield. Yeah, I think it's, um, I heard uh, during the broadcast with Dan and uh, J.P. O'Connor. J.P. O'Connor. Um, that the Rocket play two more games, and then what's their schedule like? Ooh, it could be after that, maybe, that Cole gets called up. So, I have scenarios when it comes to Cole Caulfield. Yeah. Um let's see. Yeah, what is the rest of their schedule like because they're not having a playoff. I don't know if no. that's confirmed yet, but it seems likely. 1 2 3 The Memorial Cup got canceled today. Yeah. 4 5 6 8 9 10. So the Laval Rocket have 10 more games left on the season stretching to May 15. Now, because of the Canucks and their schedule getting pushed back, because the Canucks, mm -hmm. they're still, still in the throes of their COVID issues, um, like 17 players now still. Okay. Something like that. It, it's, it's... I thought, it, I thought they were supposed to play a game. Yeah, like, like on Friday. Okay. I have no yeah. idea. Half the roster's sick. It's like, how can you even yeah. 
Oh yeah, they've got 10 players. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. How can you even put a team on the ice? So depending it kind of I I don't know how they're they're going to they're going to work with that because uh AHL ends on May 15th. Now, of course, Caulfield could get called up before then. I have a feeling that if um what's what is it there? Um Habs are more than likely going to be in the playoffs. And I kind of figure that cough that uh, Cole will be on the big, you know, with the big club for like a week, maybe two leading up into the playoffs. If not called up for the playoffs and look, it's lucky. <laughs> Coming in and out of the image. Yeah. <laughs> she likes when I rub her bum. <laughs> Good dog. But yeah, Caulfield will definitely be called up unless, like, the tires completely come off the team. I know. I know that there's there's not a lot of belief in the, in the team on the part of the fans just because of their up and down. But there's a lot of there's a lot of contributing factors to their up and down of late. And I think that yesterday's game, perhaps you've heard me say this before, but yesterday's game is particularly against the Leafs. That win is a good is a good um, building block for how to do it going forward. It was after the 5-0 loss on Saturday night that Eric Stahl in the post game said, first of all, he was asked, does this feel like it did in Buffalo? And he was like, no, no, like, this is not the same thing. It's, this is not the same thing. Ooh. And what to take forward, uh, what to take from this going forward. He said, remember how bad this feeling is mm. and then do something about it on Monday. And then they had their meeting on Sunday and then they came out and it went the first two minutes scored against the Leafs. Mm -hmm. That's right. And then they scored again. And everybody who thinks, the Leafs are unbeatable. You can beat the Leafs. The Leafs haven't won every single game this season. And the Habs B team brought it to the Leafs A team. Yeah, it's more like the Habs have like a B and C team now. Because like I said, right. I'm going to flip a coin for the game tomorrow. Yeah. I don't know who they're going to get. But no. they got they got to like stay consistent. Yes. For the love of God. Like even and, uh, even I mean, even Price has to stay yes. consistent. Yeah. Allen's been playing great. Now we need Price to play great, please. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. And everybody, everybody's who's who um, loves when this kind of scenario happens because they get to use their favorite word, mediocre. This team's not fucking mediocre. This team's not fucking mediocre. A team with Corey Perry, Eric Stahl, Shea Weber, Carey Price, Tyler Toffoli, Josh Anderson, Yasperi Kukaniemi. It's not a mediocre team. Whatever's been going on has been between the ears. Coaching change. Their best players are go down. There's all this stuff going on. New coach. How, you know, just there's all kinds of contributing factors. And I think it's been between the ears. Just like on Saturday night, they lost the game as soon as Jeff Petrie made a mistake after Jake Allen had been playing lights out on a like demoralizing goal. And after that, everything went to shit. That's up here. It's not coaching. 
and they have talent. That was something that was uh, driving me nuts because I'm like, if I'm Dominic Ducharme, I have no idea what to do. <laughs> based on what was based on what was happening last week, I would have been like, I don't know who I'm coaching anymore. Are these the Habs? Who, who's what? What's happening? I had no idea. His quote after who? What was that? Oh, after losing to the Senators, Ducharme's quote after that was. Our problem was 10% in the head and 90% above the shoulders. 10% in the head, 90% above the shoulders. So that means is that a, is, all in the Yeah, head. I was about to say, is that, is that an interesting <laughs> way to say... It's completely mental. It was mental, yeah, okay. Damn it, Dominic, I had to think about that one. And if it weren't, throwing me a curveball. Oh, also, Blake Biondi didn't get the NCAA championship, so I'm just going to close oh, that tab. It. See you later. Bye. Didn't even make it to the final. What a loser. Jesus. I had a great weekend. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Good. It was nice. Yeah, you got to like do a little bit of travel. We had to do a little bit of travel because our girl, Lucky. We were going fishing. Uh-oh. We were going fishing instead of watching the hockey game. It was such a beautiful day. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, so, and she's a water dog. She loves swimming. If there's water, she has to be in it. And so we stopped at this gas station and let her out to, you know, do her business before we got back on the road. And for some reason, she decided to, she went to the edge of this parking lot where they had this kind of barricade. Mm -hmm. And there's lots of vegetation and creeks and stuff around there. I think she thought there was a creek that she was jumping into. She just leapt into this pit of rocks. There was huh. no water down there. It was like a creek bed, so you could see how she would think. But she landed on her chin and her bum. Oh, no. And just like, it, it was like a 10-foot drop. Oh. And then, we're talking about a 10-year-old dog. Yeah. She's fine. Um, But, you know, it was immediately apparent she hadn't broken anything and all of that stuff. But she had some scrapes and bruises and stuff like that. So <sighs> we went fishing anyway so that she could swim and feel good. But took her to the vet. It was just a whole adventure. We went and took her to the vet just to make sure that she was okay. She's fine. But My dog decided to jump into a hole, Doc. <laughs> and they're looking at her, her history of all of her vet, all of her vet visits. Just this little, she's quite the handful. Anyway, mm -hmm. don't know what she was thinking. I wonder if she'll remember that and not do that kind of thing again. Maybe look twice before leaping. It's a dog. <laughs> but the, when she was a puppy, we knew she was a water dog. Um, but you know she was too little when we got her in october so that's too early to go swimming we were walking in whistler by the river and she was off leash and then all of a sudden we're like hey where's the dog mm. and then we hear splash <laughs> and then lucky's in the water like hey i think i'm supposed to be doing this this is, <laughs> that was the first time she was she went swimming and now she's hearing the word swimming and she's going oh here she comes <laughs> so anyway awesome um, yeah, and lots of outdoor time and 
lots of fresh air, and now back to reality. Back to reality. Yeah, pretty much. Um, that's good. I'm glad that your weekend was a good one. Thank you. How was yours? Watch the Habs get destroyed by the Jets. That was cool. <laughs> Waited with bated breath until the Toronto game yesterday. That was cool. It was a great game. Just sitting there stewing in Habs Twitter all weekend as uh, people argued about what to do with Victor Mate. All right, oh that's, that's useful. Great times had by all. <laughs> but yeah. Good luck, Victor. Mm-hmm. Didn't do a whole lot aside from that. Um, yeah, not really sure what else happened. I think we caught up on all of the Habs news that's pertinent I think to so. what's going on. Next game is tomorrow night against Calgary. Uh, they right. play them. Yeah, they play them tomorrow, and then they play them the day after tomorrow, which is Friday. Yep, Calgary, Calgary. Then Saturday night, the fucking Senators. Oh. And I guarantee that Victor Mate will get a goal. Oh, first, no, he won't. <laughs> I, I guarantee that he won't. I guarantee that he won't. The most consistent thing to happen to the Habs over all the years I've watched him now, not as many as some, but for a while. Yeah. If Price is in net, either a rookie or a guy that hasn't <laughs> scored in like yeah. four years. That happens. Is going to get a goal. I'm preparing for it. I'm preparing for it. <laughs> but uh, these uh, these games are crucial. They need it. If they, yeah, then it's uh, Oilers and Flames next week. And uh, yeah. this is the next two. Oh Jesus! The, these next two weeks, the points here. If, Very consequential. If the Habs want to get into that third playoff spot, they got to dominate. They got to pull off like six and one. The minimum excellence. <laughs> they need it. They need it. They need it. They need it yeah. so bad. Yeah. So there it is. Either way, now I think uh, I think we're out of time now. I think we're out of time. We are out of time. I don't think. I, I know we are. And we actually covered everything again. We did cover everything again. Wow. <laughs> awesome. Wow. It's very rare that afterwards we don't say, oh, shit, we didn't say this. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, listeners, thank you. Uh, thank like you. If you like the video, Yours? Uh, subscribe, um, please. Uh, give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram. And um, we have some uh, things coming on the horizon for the happy hour, so stay tuned on socials, mostly Twitter. But, you know, we'll do our best. Bye. Bye.